Welcome to Save Our Sleep. Tizzy and the Save Our Sleep team believe it's every child's right to receive comfort, a parent's right to demonstrate love, and everyone's right to a full night of sleep. This podcast is not a medical or scientific volume, but a collection of tried and tested solutions and tips based on my many years of experience with babies and young children. Its main purpose is to help parents understand and avoid sleep problems in young babies and toddlers. So just before Kieran was born, when I was pregnant with Kieran, I decided to make an actual bedding guide, a printed bedding guide. If you're watching on YouTube, it's an actual, you can see it's an actual printed bedding guide. If you join our newsletter, you can download one. I will put a link to one on the podcast notes for this podcast. It's really, really important you follow the bedding guide. Now, the bedding guide has got pages and pages and pages. It is, let me get you the exact amount. It has got 18 pages of text before we go to the charts at the back. Now, if the charts at the back was all you needed, then there wouldn't be 18 pages of text. A lot of people think that the charts at the back is all that they need. So they get the bedding guide, they open up, they go to the charts at the back, and they don't understand what a blanket layer is. It says in the bedding guide, you know, you need 16, up to 16 blanket layers for this age child. They don't understand that there's different advice for a baby in a, there's different advice for a baby sleeping in a bassinet than a baby sleeping in a cot. There's different advice for a baby who's under 12 weeks, under eight weeks, etc. You cannot just go to the back of the bedding guide and look at the charts. Okay, so the Safe Bedding Guide was written when I was pregnant with Kieran, and I'm very, very proud of it. And it is a fundamental building blocks of the bedding guide. So just to recap, you can get the bedding guide by going to the podcast notes on this podcast and clicking on the link. You can get the bedding guide by purchasing anything from the Save Our Sleep website. We will post one out with the order for you. You can get it by going to the website and joining our mailing list. And then if you are not already on the mailing list, you will receive a free copy of the bedding guide. So in the bedding guide, the first thing I talk about is where to sleep your baby, which we've discussed in other chapters or in other podcasts. The baby should sleep in the same room as you unless you smoke or there's another reason why the baby shouldn't sleep in the same room with you. Up to about six months, baby should sleep in the same room as you. They now say up to a year. I'm a big believer in sometimes I'm a believer in the place you all get the most sleep is the better. So the baby might be better in their own room. So the place baby gets their own sleep might be in their own room, not in with you. I also think that it's good to have moved your baby to where you expect them to sleep for most of their childhood before you, uh, before they start sleeping in nighttime sleep cycles. So up to you where you sleep them, but there's my reasoning behind it. Then you are choosing your baby's room. That's We've discussed that in other episodes. Then cots and mini cribs. It's very, very important that you sleep your baby from day one in a cot or a small cot, which we call a mini crib, which slats the whole way around. 
It's not a good idea to sleep your baby in a bassinet or a Moses basket because they restrict airflow. It's not a good idea to have co-sleepers. You cannot get a decent mattress for them. Some of them restrict airflow. They don't have slats the whole way around. It's really important to sleep your baby in a cot or a bas- a cot or a mini crib, a small cot with slats the whole way around. I am not going into this in great detail because you can read it. There's 16 pages that you can read. We talk about the travel cots and porter cots in the mini crib. In its travel cots and porter cots in the bedding guide. Because travel cots and porter cots, your baby will need less bedding because your baby will be warmer in a travel cot or porter cot because they normally have a different type of mattress. And also, it's very important that you get one that has mesh the whole way around from top to bottom and so on. The one that I endorse, uh, Other companies have looked at it and said maybe it isn't the best one on the market because when a child's older, they can unzip it. But I've looked at everything and my Save Our Sleep children, anyone using my routines and so on, they normally put their baby to bed and their baby sleeps and they're normally sharing a bedroom with them when they're in a porter cot. And if they're old enough to unzip it and get out, then your house is going to be safe Anyhow, if they're going to unzip the top and lower the side and get out, if they're clever enough to do that, they're going to be at an age where they're sleeping in a safe room because otherwise they'd be getting out of the room and it wouldn't be safe. You know, So I think the safeness of the porter cot that I endorse outweighs the point that a company that tested them said made them not so good because I do not believe by the time a child can stand up and unzip the whole top of the porter cot to lower it and walk out of it, you would even need to keep them in a porter cot by that point. Uh, when we were looking at high chairs, this particular company that looks at high chairs, the one that I endorsed, they didn't like because when they lifted it up and put a 20 kg weight in it, the high chair tray fell off it. Well, the high chair that I endorsed was so heavy that you wouldn't be able to lift it up by itself, never mind lifted up with a child in it. So it just, some of these tests need to be changed depending on, you know, common sense and what you're using a product for. The next thing we talk about in the bedding guide is mattresses. Mattresses, when you're getting a mattress, please get a mattress that is soft enough that it's not going to cause flat head. So you don't want your baby's head to become flat. It can't be soft. It has to be firm, but it can't be too firm that it's going to cause your baby to end up with a flat spot on the back of their head. Save our sleep babies sleep longer than any other babies, and they're going to be in the cot for longer, on the mattress for longer. So the beautiful thing about the Save Our Sleep mattresses are the organic covered cotton covered one have got a layer of lambskin under lamb's wool underneath, which gives them that tiny bit of give, which will stop the flat head syndrome in most cases, unless your child's got very soft bones in the head. And it, but it's not going to be unsafe. Putting a sheepskin in your child's cot is unsafe because if the child rolls over onto the sheepskin, they can have a suffocation accident because it can block their airways. But with ours, we've got lamb's wool, so it's not sheepskin, it's the wool from the sheep, in it between the organic cotton cover and the uh, the actual mattress, the springs and so on. So it's firm that it passes the safe hand test. The safe hand test is where you take your hand, you press your hand down on the mattress. If you can see your hand print when you lift your hand up, it is not a safe sleeping environment for your child. So it's firm enough to pass the safe hand test, 
but it's not firm enough to cause flat head. Now, we also have a more econ- uh, version which has not got the organic cotton cover. It is not, it also does not have the lamb's wool. It is so that people, if they cannot afford the organic cotton covered one with the lamb's wool, they can still get a really good mattress. Or some people like to buy like an Ikea cot and take it to the mum's house and then buy one of these lower budget mattresses to put in it so that they have it at their parents' house. So the mattress is far more important than the actual cot. Cots in Australia pass safety sleep standards, mattresses, uh, don't necessarily. And the mattress is much more important than the cot because what cot your baby sleeps in isn't going to affect their sleep, but what mattress they sleep on will. So we talk about mattresses. We talk about mattress protectors in the bedding guide. So mattress protectors, I have tried thousands and thousands. I used to say in the years ago, I used to say, do not use a mattress protector on the mattress when your baby is in the baby's cot. Someone wrote to me and said, I found one that works and doesn't cause sweating. I was like, wow, I got hold of it. I tried it. I sent it out to 30 houses with 30 babies in 30 different parts of Australia, all with 30 different types of mattresses, and none of the babies sweated. This mattress protector is made for us in New South Wales. Sometimes it's made in New South Wales. Sometimes it's made in China, depending on how their factory is going, what's happening, how busy they are. But it is made by an Australian company. It does not cause sweating. Going back to the mattresses for a second, something I didn't mention is cigarette smoke. You need your baby's mattress to be made in Australia so that it is not imported in. It does not come across any fumigation if it's come in from a country where it needs to be fumigated on the way in. Sometimes they come in in the same containers as wooden cots and the wooden cots need to be sprayed and then the mattress might end up getting some of that on it. You want to make sure they're not flat packed, like they're not crushed in shipping containers on the way in. That's why get a mattress that is made in Australia in a cigarette smoke free factory. That means that there's no one standing outside the factory smoking that then goes in and touches your mattress. I made the mistake with getting a company in Melbourne to make our mattresses originally years and years ago, not ones that you've bought, but original, original for my child. And then when I got someone to test them, realised that the whole edges were covered in nicotine because clearly they'd been a smoker. So that uh, is something which I learnt. So it's very, very important that you, very important that you make sure the mattress is a cigarette smoke free mattress. Now, mattress protectors. So this one was made for us by this company in New South Wales. I have tried to make my own. I have gone to science places where they look at fabrics. They look at, because it would be so much better if I could make my own, it would be cheaper. I could sell it to you for cheaper and then more babies could sleep on a safe mattress protector. And let's face it, I'd make more profit, but I can't. I've tried. Uh, I'm not into making profit. If I was mainly into making profit and not into keeping babies safe, I wouldn't have the I'm lost and if you find me, please email info at Save Our Sleep for the comforters. I wouldn't be selling the same comforters. I'd be like, hard luck, you've lost your comforter, you've got to get a new one and start all over again and you've got to buy 20 of them. I wouldn't be trying to get your comforters back to you. People, my clients know. I contact my clients. I... uh, 
give them, I contact my clients, I say, I found a comforter has been found here. I contact everyone with the same postcode of those, the one that's been found to see if it says, I put a lot of effort into trying to get comforters back. If I was about making profit, I wouldn't be trying to get your comforter back to you because I would just want you to buy a new one. So as soon as people say, all I want to do is make money for my bedding, it's all blown out the window when you talk about the comforters. So with the mattress protector, I tried to make my own so that I could cut out the middleman. It didn't happen. It doesn't happen. No matter what I do, if I make it 100% cotton, no matter what I've done, no matter what we've tried, we cannot get it to not make babies sweat. So there's only one. And menopause. Women who are getting hot sweats from menopause tell me that these mattress protectors are the best. They love them. They change to them and they stop getting as hot at night. We have people who are ill and might take medication. For example, I had a friend doing chemotherapy and she found our mattress protector and our bedding was the answer to her sleeping when she was doing her treatments. So mattress protectors. Our sheets are uh, bamboo cotton. We have found bamboo cotton are the softest, nicest sheets. They are warm in winter, soft, uh, cooler in summer. They kind of, the more you use them, the more you wash them, they kind of get a bit more warmer feeling. They don't feel like flannelette, but they feel a bit funny and they're just beautiful. And anybody who's come, any friends of mine who've come and stayed at my house and slept on my sheets say they slept better than they've ever slept and then they buy them. That's why at this current time of recording in May 2022, we are sold out of all of our adult bedding because people just love the adult version. And a lot of people didn't even know we did the adult version. Sheets, why bamboo? Bamboo is going to suck the moisture away. So if your baby has a posit or a wee, because our mattress protectors are not waterproof, if their nappy leaked or their burper leaked, the bamboo is going to help protect your mattress because it sucks the moisture away. So that's our sheets. And then we come to the blankets. I've explained to you with the blankets that... We There's layers, there's a chart in the back, it tells you how many layers. It's not the warmth of the blanket that the babies like as much as the weight of the blanket. So we have found that babies love the weight of the blankets. This is all explained in the bedding guide as well. It's, if you go out and buy a blanket, which is most cotton blankets that you buy that look like a cellular blanket, but they're cotton, are 0.2 tog. Our blankets are 0.6 tog. So they're warmer than the cotton blankets. But because they've got bamboo in them, they're also heavier than the cotton blankets. And it seems to be the weight the baby's like. Now, in order to put the normal cotton cellular blanket on, you would have to put three times as many on to reach the same warmth factor if it's not a direct science. You can't go, that's 0.2 tog and tizzy's are 0.6 tog. So I'll put three of the 0.2 TOG ones on because they will then make 0.6 TOG because that's not true because air gets trapped between blanket layers and when air gets trapped, it increases the TOG. So that's my blankets. Then we talk about what the baby's dressed and the baby's in a nappy. And then it's very important that you put your baby in a bodysuit that is like a vest or a singlet, but it buttons under the, under the bottom. So it doesn't ride up and hit the belly button. Then you also want to have your baby in a all-in-one onesie or like a bundler. So again, in the bedding guide, there's pictures of that. Then you're going to have the safe sleeping bag. It's very important that you introduce a safe sleeping bag before eight weeks. You can introduce my safe sleeping bags at newborn. 
but you want it introduced by eight weeks so that your baby is uh, learn is sleeping in it when their daytime sleep cycles start. Also, for some reason, more children are more sensitive nowadays. I don't know why. And I have discovered that babies don't like the inside of the sleeping bag feeling different. So all of the insides of the Save Our Sleep sleeping bags feel exactly the same. They are all that brushed cotton fabric. So their little toes can rub off it and it feels the same regardless of which sleeping bag they're in. Then at roughly eight weeks, we until eight weeks, roughly, we wrap the baby only. After eight weeks, we add the sleeping bag. Again, that's all explained in the guide, and I'm not going to bore you. We're going into all of that now. And then the other thing which you've got to really look at is if your baby is ill and has a temperature, you have to look at reducing the amount of bedding you have on your baby under the blankets and maybe even reduce the blankets. Again, that is in the printed bedding guide. Another thing is, in Queensland, we want the room... You don't need to cool the room to 20 degrees. You need to cool the room and it doesn't necessarily need to be cooled to 20. But remember, if you cool to 20, it'll feel like uh, cooling a room to 22 degrees feels like 20 degrees. I said in Queensland because I was about to mention in Queensland, we say the room needs to be heated to 18. And in other parts of Australia, again, you've got to look at the charts, needs to be heated to 20. So I'm then saying in places like Queensland, where you're going to use cooling, you don't necessarily want to cool the room to 18 or 20. You want to cool it to the most you want to cool it to is 22 because that will feel like 20. Because if you cool it too much, your baby's going to get cold and a cold baby will flip to their tummy. So you don't want your cold baby to flip to their tummy. Also, I talk about cocooning. Please go to my YouTube channel and watch my video on how to put a baby of eight weeks to bed or even watch the newborn one, the new ones that I have up. They talk about cocooning and how to cocoon your baby because if you cocoon your baby, you stop the cold air from going down the sides of the baby because if you tuck the blankets in, you're going to cause, if you tuck the blankets in, you're going to cause gaps between your baby and the the sides of your like your baby's sides and the blankets there's going to be like triangular gaps or triangular tunnels going down the side of your baby where all this cold air goes if you don't tuck the blankets in and you cocoon your baby you stop those air gaps again the air gaps are uh, going to cause your baby to get cold and roll to their tummy so that's basically you know information about the bedding guide but the main thing I want to say is Before you start my routines and settling, follow the bedding guide. Make sure you have the correct bedding. You cannot put a price on sleep. If you buy all the correct bedding, you can sell it on our second-hand page or give it away or whatever you want to do. I mean, at last, people use it for one, two, three, four, five, six children. That's why you can sell it because it lasts. It's really, really good quality. The feedback we get, and it's really good quality. So get the bedding. It's a it's the building bricks to sleep, correct bedding. Your children are going to spend as newborns in the cot for maybe 12 hours, well, with a feed, like let's say a four-month-old baby will spend 12 hours at night in bed and maybe three to four hours in bed during the day. You would never put them in crappy shoes. Don't put them in, in inferior bedding. Even if you've had friends who've bought you beautiful bedding, still wear, still put your money into good bedding because 
you can't put a price on sleep and the routines work better when you have the bedding correct. So your homework is to get yourself a printed version of the bedding guide You can, or an electronic version of it. You can always email info at Save Our Sleep and just ask for it. Get the bedding guide. Look at the bedding guide. Don't look at the charts at the back. Look at the whole bedding guide so that you can uh, know what we're talking about in all of the Save Our Sleep podcasts when we keep mentioning the bedding guide. Okay, that's all I'm going to talk about today on the bedding guide. I have so many YouTube videos on it. I have so many podcasts where I'll be talking about it. I just wanted to give you a bit of insight into how it came about, when it came about, why it came about, how important it is, and how important the text is. Do not Oh, one other thing we should touch on is thermometers. Be careful with thermometers because if you're using one that's a light as well as a thermometer or room uh, on the wall thermostat as well, it might not give you an accurate temperature. We always recommend a standalone thermometer, which gives you the real temperature in the baby's cot. Anyway, we would not have 16 pages of text along with the charts if all you needed to do was look at the charts. So please, 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 Get yourself the bedding guide and read the text and then come to us with your questions on the support group. Thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to the Save Our Sleep podcast brought to you by the International Baby Whisperer Proprietary Limited. You will find more information about the Save Our Sleep philosophy, product support and how to watch the mini clips that accompany this podcast at saveoursleep.com. You may find the Save Our Sleep social media accounts by searching Tizzy Hall on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel for all my how-to videos and to watch the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the podcast and share it with your friends. I would like to thank Zoe Starr for co-hosting, Ben at Fundamental Studios Geelong for the amazing podcast recording room. Nick Dale at Primer Films for this production and most of all you, the listeners. Without you, there would be no reason for this podcast. Please enjoy, stay safe and Zoe and I will look forward to chatting with you again next week. Music